Let's go in-depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Cyclone Insider, powered by G-MIG's 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Cyclone Insider here with our friends from the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. So things are a little bit different here during the season. Um, Iowa State's press day used to be on Monday, so we would come at you live uh, here on KXNO on Tuesdays. We're, we're changing it up. We're just recording these things from, from Ames, fresh off of the Matt Campbell press conference. That's how we're going to do it for most of the year. And right now, I sit with the Des Moines Register's Iowa State beat reporter, Tommy Birch, as we overlook a very soggy Jack Tri Stadium. Birchie, I hope it's a little nicer than this on Saturday. Yeah, this would not be fun weather for anybody. I gotta imagine fans definitely and players, but um, don't forget the pregame host. Pregame host, yes, <laughs> mo- most importantly. But uh, you know, it's funny actually. You think about playing conditions. Actually, anytime it's almost bad conditions, I would almost favor a team like Iowa State just because it almost takes any other team out of their element you know Iowa State does so many small things and that was actually kind of the biggest talking point Matt Campbell's press conference today was just doing small things they don't do anything super flashy in terms of just high scoring offense just just really solid defense but just a, 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 a typical um you know move the change yeah. type of offense and, and you know that plays in almost any type of weather yeah it, it certainly does and you know i people give you a lot of crap about this but i i won't because with that style of play that iowa state is trying to do like you're talking about the the kicking game really is significant and it, if i had to label out my concerns for the season offensive line would be number one for me and that spot might be number two just because I've never seen any of these guys. And I know how many close games Iowa State has played in over the years, specifically if you look even back to last year. That's a – think back to the McCarney era, folks. That will win and lose you some football games, and they've been pretty good there. Well, they were last year with Owens, and I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on place kicker? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's like you said, yeah, I probably got a lot of crap for it, but it, it really is an important position just because the margin of error for Iowa State is so small. You know, it's like I'd said before, with not really a high-scoring offense or doing anything super flashy, and you look back at that schedule, all the close games that they were in and won and lost, you know, it comes down to so many things. and. Not just place kicking, but just kicking in general is going to play such a big part in Iowa State season from punting to place kicking. I mean, even punter, you know, I know they're really confident that uh, Corey Dunn, the new punter, he's a fascinating dude, Mm -hmm. that he's going to just take over the job. There's not going to be, um, I guess, much of a transition from losing Colin Downing. But those are two very, very important roles. And things that people will constantly overlook so from that aspect yeah I mean I, I, I thought it was intriguing that Matt Campbell almost kind of hinted they make a week to week with whoever this kicker was unless I yeah, I'm wrong I, I couldn't really understand what he, he totally said there my guess 
I'm just guessing here. I'm guessing it's Narverson, right? The the true freshman. I would think that he would be Francis. I mean, I, I feel like if Francis was at that point, he probably would have gotten some action the last couple of years. He's only attempted, I think, like one extra point in his yeah, his career. It was, it I just when Paul Ro- and Paul Rhodes criticized. I think the extra point. It was on the road somewhere where uh, they were having all sorts of problems. Yeah, they pulled Cole then. So his one extra point attempt he made, but he got criticized for. But yeah, I mean, when I look at that battle, Campbell is pretty adamant. One of of a couple of things. One, he likes to get as many people onto the field as possible with specialized roles. I mean, that helps keep team. uh, energy, excitement, all that stuff focus a lot better by playing people, finding them niche roles. I mean, look at a guy like Kyle Sarcevich. That's traditionally a job where the backup quarterback holds. He made that job for that guy, and, you know, that helps build the locker room a little bit more. Two, he also doesn't want to have his place kicker handle kickoffs. So I think when you go back through that list and you look at who the options are, probably – ends with Chris Francis as the third person. He's almost got to make his way up there. But uh, Narvison, I believe, is the only guy on kicker on scholarship. So Yeah, yeah, he, he certainly is. And, again, man, I hate – I don't want to bore people with this conversation, but I, I, I truly think it's a big one. I think, it, I think it's a very important deal with Iowa State. I mean, think just – Think about some of those games last year where you're, you're, they couldn't get it into the end zone. Oftentimes it's because the offensive line's not strong enough to, on a running down, create a line for David Montgomery. Um, sure, he, he makes things happen a lot, but it gets tough on a third and two and the defense knows what you're going to do if you don't have that push. I'm not convinced they're going to have that push this year. I think they're going to settle for some field goals. So, I mean, I, we don't, do we need to talk? I don't know if we need to talk about the kicker no, anymore. Because I mean, you can just hear people yeah. tweeting at us right now. I, yeah. But I do think it's a critical thing to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would look at it and say, well, why aren't you talking about the middle linebacker starting spot? I think... That's obviously an important spot, but it's almost trivial because it sounds like all three of those guys are going to play. We're definitely going to see a Ryan Vance. At this point, I feel pretty confident saying we're going to see a lot of Mike Rose. How much we see Bobby McMillan's probably more of a toss-up, but I guess we see him. At this point, if you're going to see all three of those guys, it's kind of whatever when it comes to who is actually the first guy to get those snaps because there's going to be a lot of snaps moved around between those guys. The most important thing that you probably take solace in the fact knowing is you've got two really good linebackers surrounding that guy and then you've got Ray Lima clogging up that hole. I mean, no matter who you put in there, it's almost, a, and this is not a knock on Joel Lanning because Joel Lanning did a great job. But no matter who you put in there, you're going to have somebody that's played, that's played linebacker for a long time and already has some experience under their belt, at the very least the high school level. And the fact that Joel Lanning could come in there and do that, one, speaks volumes about Joel Lanning, but two, what he had around him as well, and it's all back this year. Cyclone Insider, it's the Des Moines Register show here on 1460 KX. And now Randy Peterson 
Jason will join me at around 6.02, and we'll go up to Cardinals baseball tonight at 6.20. Tomorrow night, it will be Hawk Central with Chad Lysico, Mark Emmert, and Ross Peterson um, here with the uh, Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Tommy Birch is with me right now is we uh we're officially at game week and i do tommy feel like we really i i think there's always like a lot of question marks when you go into week one i don't all things considered since we've covered this program at least i feel like we know a decent amount about this team i feel like i really i feel like i can have expectations on saturday night and reasonably to a certain extent they will be met yeah and it's not just okay we know things about this team like okay that guy's going to start so you feel really good yeah and we've seen most of these guys a lot of these guys are proven commodities where i think sometimes in the past we knew this guy was going to start there but you didn't feel that confident i remember and you know i i totally agree in the aspect that yeah i think this year there aren't as many question marks. To me, the biggest question marks going into last year were the offensive and defensive lines. So the defensive line, to me, was a bigger question mark because I felt like, okay, Tom Manning's done a great job dealing with these offensive lines in the past. He's a proven commodity. That group is going to evolve. Now this season, we're kind of in the same boat except with the offensive line, but the defensive line is going to be one of the strongest suits. So the few question marks that you look around Iowa State's team right now, they're minor question marks. We talked about the middle linebacker spot. Because of all that talent around there, that makes it not a giant catastrophe that you're still looking for that middle linebacker. You've got one wide receiver spot that is still up for grabs. Um, that's not a huge deal when you look at all the talent that's in that yeah, room already. Both of those guys will play, Milton yeah. and Jones. Where, like I said, when you look at last season, those are huge question marks, offensive and defensive line, that'll make and break your season. These question marks are holes to kind of plug in, you know, minor things that you have to figure out. Not finding an answer in week one is not going to, or at least leading up to week one, you're going to want an an answer to some of these questions after week one. But going into week one and not having a clear-cut picture and answer to some of those questions is not going to make or break your season or cost you a win against South Dakota State. Well, you get out of here. uh, You've got to get to Principal Park, I know, Um, assuming it doesn't get rained out. Uh, Chris Bryant, 0 for 1 last night. Uh, oh, for three. Oh, he, put, he hit three times. Okay, excuse me. Uh, two runs scored. So, yeah, Chris Chris Bryant's in, in town. It sounds like he'll be here maybe till September 1st. All right. So. Sounds good. That's Tommy Birch. Uh, coming up, Randy Peterson will join me as we continue on more Iowa State football talk next here on Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Everything you need to know about Iowa State, it's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register, powered by GMIG's Fist street pub on 1460 kxno hey guys segment two welcome back six o'clock hour here on 1460 kxno of course it's tuesday you know what that means we're joined by our cyclone covering friends from the des moines register uh chad lysico and mark emmert will be in with ross tomorrow night for hawk central as iowa prepares for saturday afternoon's bout with Northern Illinois. The Cyclones have one of the top FCS teams in the country coming to town on Saturday night, Randy. And it's a deal where, you know, Iowa State should win. They're a two-touchdown favorite. 
but it's a team good enough where if you have some sloppy turnovers, week one stuff that you like to avoid, if that happens, this could be a game in the fourth quarter. I'm not predicting it to be, but Iowa State has to show up on Saturday night. I, I wouldn't doubt if it's a game going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, the way that that team plays, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about, about sloppiness. That carries. That also includes penalties. Yeah. I'll be curious to see. Um, you know, there's some coaching moves, coaching changes. I just want to see how the position groups react to the coaching changes. Um, you know, see how the coaches interact with the guys um, to see the penalties. Because there'll, there'll be some penalties just to see how, you know, you've got a pesky fly around here. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a, a redshirt freshman starting at center. Yeah. You know, one of the most important offensive line positions. Um, you know, so he's vulnerable to, to penalties. Most likely you're going to have a... Um, you know, you could have a freshman playing middle linebacker, a true freshman playing middle linebacker. It'll be. I'm going to keep certainly keep an eye on him to see to see how he reacts under the lights, as as Matt Campbell says. Yeah, let's talk about him. Mike Rose is the young man that you're talking about. He's listed at six foot three, two hundred twenty eight pounds, true freshman. Um, you know, a couple even a week ago, I think you and I were both. We kind of thought, well, you know, he's pushing Vance. I'm taking it a lot more serious now. Like I, I, th- I don't know if he'll start on Saturday. He's going to play. Like I, I'm fully convinced of that. Have you, have you come around to that way of thinking yet? Oh yeah. Um, talking to um, Butler this afternoon, and I asked Butler. I said, I said, have you, have you been hit by Mike Rose? He said, Oh yeah. <laughs> he said, Yeah. And he said, You know it. <laughs> you know when you've been hit. That's good. So that's so that's kind of cool. I mean, you've got Butler who's. Hakeem is a little bit different this year than what he was in the past. I mean, in the past, he seemed a little um, subdued. He's not subdued now. He's got that very, very um, – it's going to come out wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's cocky. Yeah. It's, it's, Butler does. He's got that, that cockiness that you have to have. You have to have that. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> exactly, and he's the best wide receiver on the team. Might have been the best wide receiver on the team last year, including Alan Lazard. But, um, um, you know, so I asked him, I said, what about a freshman starting at middle linebacker? He said, you know what? He said, Mike Rose is like me. He's cocky. He's got confidence. And I said, do you, okay, so as an upperclassman, do you like a new guy coming in? I mean, he's not just a freshman. He's a, he's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. I said, do you like a new guy coming in? He was just in high school last year. You like him coming in and acting like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's taking so much of a part of ownership of the team. And he said, oh, yeah, he loves it. He said, you've got to have that. And that, that was kind of cool. This Mike Rose guy, he's got respect. Yeah, he, he certainly does. And just the fact that he's on the depth chart in week one well, is and, impressive. And, he, and he's number one on the depth chart. I, just, I don't know if I should read into that. But no, I, yeah, I was just going to say that. Maybe you talked about it earlier. Everything, everything else where there's an or, I think it's, I think it's alphabetized. Oh, uh, okay. Um, unless, unless, no, it's not because McMillan would have been ahead of Rose. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Every place else it's alphabetized. Unless, unless um, Skip or whoever does the, does the, the um, got, tight, got a little sloppy with the alphabet, Mike Rose is listed as or McMillan or Vance. R is certainly after McMillan. So I don't know. You can read a bunch of stuff into that thing. But uh, I, I guess it would not shock me now if Mike Rose starts at, at middle linebacker, replacing Joel Lanning. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I do think, though, I mean, that's what's interesting. And I, I do a weekly, and, and our listeners heard Coach Campbell on the show earlier with me. And it's not like they don't like Vance. 
they've been very high on him for a while. Rose has just come in and, you know, like Hakeem Butler said, hit some dudes and earned his way into some playing time. I, I, I see this. It, this was a position of weakness in the spring where we're all looking at it. How do you replace Joel Lanning, who we all thought would potentially be in the NFL? The jury's still out on that. Um, and now you're looking at it where you – I feel like they do have two guys they, that they would totally feel comfortable with starting maybe three. I don't know enough about McMillan at this point. He's, he's coming off of the injury. But do you agree with that, though? I mean, this isn't like Vance lost a job, if, assuming that Rose is the starter. I feel like Rose has really come in and just beat him out. Yeah, and, and that's I think that's the situation because Rose wasn't even here in the spring. Vance was here. That's what's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rose was still finishing up his senior high school. McMillan didn't practice in the spring either. He was finishing up his, his rehabilitation from, from an injury. So those two guys weren't here. So maybe that's why we were hearing so much about Orion Vance. Sure, he was the only middle linebacker they had. So maybe that's why we were hearing so much about him. But, those, but come fall, McMillan's healthy again. Um, um, Mike Rose graduated high school, and so he's he's here. He's practicing, and I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is a case where Mike Rose, if he hasn't beaten out Orion Vance, he certainly is 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 pushing him to the point where he's being considered as a starter. And Bobby McMillan got love him, but I think he'll he'll play special teams, and he's he's played some special teams before. Yeah, he's one of their best special yeah. team players. Um, Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460. KXNO. Um, I kind of want to run down the rest of this depth chart, just any of the new stuff. Before that, though, where do you think Campbell's at? I'm really curious, and I asked Kirk Ferentz about this yesterday on the show, and I'm genuinely interested to see how this new redshirt rule works this year where the guys can play four games and still have that, that year of eligibility. Best case scenario for Iowa State, they have a 20-point lead in the third quarter on Saturday, okay? What do you, do you think that Campbell's approach is to burn one of those games with some of these guys? Does he conserve them? Do, how do you think he's going to treat this new rule? Well, I think we can start off right now by saying Rose will be burned. Yeah, um, I think so, too. Narverson, and Narverson, Rose, and potentially the kid – the defensive end, I think the McDonald kid has a shot yeah. potentially. Those three, those three have have great shots. Now the four freshmen who who are suspended for this game, I, I don't, I never ever thought that they their red shirts would be burned, but they're going to play. Um, skates especially, Joe Skates will play. So I don't know how many. And Campbell's not a big burn the red shirt guy. Um, yeah, I'm, I get. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like on on Saturday night, you know, the fans because I. Because once you put them in the game, that clock is ticking on the four games that they get. But, like, it's – I'm just confused by it because we've, we haven't seen it, right? And Coach Ferentz more or less told us that yesterday as well where he's just like, you know, I might have to go through this for a year before I know how I'm really going to approach this thing. But I don't know. Like, do you what, – what do you think is the best strategy? Because I almost like to – you know, if I if – I, if there's a guy on the fence – I'm going to throw him out there and see how he does against some actual competition. Um, but then there's the, the aspect, like a Trevor Downing, like, or do you hold on to him and hoping you can get those games at the end of the year 
you know, when when you're going to need him more, when the line is usually beat up. I, I think that there's so many different layers to this conversation. I, that's that's very accurate, and I think you, I don't, you know, you mentioned being up 20 points going into the fourth quarter or whatever on Friday night. I don't know whether that'll, or Saturday night, I don't know whether that'll happen. I don't think it but, will yeah, either. But I, it, maybe if you're up 14 with two minutes to go, um, then you maybe start but, trickling in a freshman. Do you throw two. Brock Purdy in? I, I, that's going to be tough, and we've talked about this before. Because if Brock Purdy goes in the game, he's that means he's coming, he's going in um, over. You're not going to play four quarterbacks, so he's probably coming in over Real Mitchell. Um, and so, Zeb Nolan. Well, yeah, but Zeb, if if Brock Purdy's playing, I assume Zeb's already played and already back on the bench. <laughs> but, potentially, <laughs> potentially, yeah. But but yeah, but I think but but I think possibly you 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 play some freshmen if you get a chance against South Dakota State obviously do um, at Iowa you're not you won't get a chance to play to tinker with the rule I mean other than the fact that Rose and Narvison um, back home against OU heck no no way so and then against Akron there's another chance to get some of the freshmen in to see what they can do and then they go back to the bench again at TCU and at Oklahoma State and then West Virginia so I think you may see one game early of the first six in which true freshmen will play, not named Narvison, not named Rose, and then it'll be pick and choose for the rest of the way and obviously hold as many as you can for the bowl game. Yeah, I almost feel like we need to put the the Iowa kid Trevor Downing onto that list too. Right. I mean, he is listed as the second string guard on the depth chart that was released yesterday. He was very highly touted. He's right there behind Josh Knippel. You, you almost feel like he might play um, as a true freshman, I guess. Well, Saturday will will likely tell us a lot. Joey Ramos is, is on that list as well at left tackle. What, when that depth chart came out yesterday, what, what kind of popped for you, Randy? Um, the, fo- the, the Foster. The um, – um. Mike Rose, yeah, the Mike Rose thing, and, and I guess we've known all along, or at least for a long time, that Julian Good Jones is starting at left tackle, um, and Sean Foster is is not. I mean, we all thought Sean Foster was going to be starting left tackle, and I think, I think that's a lot of a lot of the reason for that is Colin Newell at center. He's been good enough at center to allow the best offensive lineman this team has, Julian Good-Jones, best and most versatile, Julian Good-Jones to, to move over to the left side. So so um, that's, that's, that's a good thing. So I, I, what popped out at me, I would say Rose. I, I, I really would. I would say Rose. Um, Who's the guy on the depth chart? Take Rose out of it because we've, we've yeah. talked a lot about him. If you could – if you could have like a magnifying glass on one player Saturday night, to, and you're really interested to see how they perform, who would that be? Chase Allen. Yeah, I, I do, I do, and I think they're going to throw to him. I want to see him. I mean, his kid made all conference last year, and he caught three balls. I don't know if that. I don't know what he caught, but um, yeah, I want to. I want to see Chase, the tight end, Chase Allen. I want to see that that whole position group because uh, we've heard and we know that this is the best position group of tight ends that Iowa State's not had not only since Matt's been here but but in a long time. Chase Allen's up to it says 240 but he's up to 250. Um, he looks like a tight end. I, I, I just I want to I want to just watch him and see him block. I want to see him catch. I want to see him run a route. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to, if I get a chance to, you know, keep the binoculars on him for a while. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with him. Uh, I'm, 
I'm interested in Milton, Tariq Milton, the the redshirt freshman wide you receiver. Watch fast. Yeah, yeah I'm a, and I, he he's listed as an or in the slot, which kind of surprised me. I thought that Deshante Jones would be the yeah. would be the you know the starter there. He probably still will be, but you know Milton's going to play, and he might be their kick returner as well. You know, on defense, I'm I'm just such a defensive line geek. It's my favorite position in in college football to watch. Um, but any Owazarike yeah. is the guy who I, I really have my mind on. 6'6", 283. I, you know, and Jaquan Bailey's the more celebrated of the two, no question. I'm not sure that um, Owazarike isn't the best NFL talent that they have on the defensive line. And, you know, as a redshirt freshman even, it's it's tough to get your footing. And I'm really pumped up to see what he can do as a sophomore. No, that's a, that's a good point. We didn't get to see him a whole lot last. We didn't last year at all. I mean, hardly. But but yeah, I, I I'm excited. For, um, you know, I'd like to keep an eye on him. But I think at the defensive end spots, I guess that's what you call it. Um, you know, with their three or four men. I mean, Bailey on one side, there nobody's going to beat him out. And and any on the other side, on the other edge, whether they're playing a three man or four man, whatever it is, Iowa State's edge defensive linemen at least they're pretty darn good yeah they really and are. and so i you know they'd be able to collapse the pocket they're athletic enough that that they can handle um you know somebody a pitch out or something around around their end um so yeah that's that's a good that's a good one to, to keep an eye on any um, um you know talk about bailey for a minute i think i'll have plenty of opportunities for sacks yeah. On, on on Saturday too, um, he needs one to move into the all-time top ten for a career, and he needs eight to to tie the the career record. So, do, do you think he'll get that this year? Do you think he'll be the career sacks leader at the end of his junior year? I do. I think he'll. I, I do too. Yeah, I I, I do. Um, um, unless obviously, unless he's hurt, but but this this guy is good, and he's got that cockiness to him too. Yeah. Um, that you really like to see. So yeah, I, I bet he does. All right, Randy Peterson here with the Des Moines Register Cyclone Insider Program on fourteen sixty KX. You know, let's uh, let's wrap things up. You don't need to give me a score, but um, I mean, I it's a two touchdown spread for for Saturday night, and I haven't done enough on South Dakota State yet, and it's only Tuesday. I don't expect you to either. I do think that that's right around where it will be. I, I, I think I, I think Iowa State's program is past the point of losing to FCS programs of of, of any caliber. However, it's definitely a, a group. You know, the North Dakota State team is the one that we always think of beating the the big boys. Well, this team beat North Dakota State last year. Um, this is a better team than what Iowa State faced last year in its season opener against Northern Iowa, and I'm. Um, you know, I, I think it's a 10 to 14 point win for Iowa State. Is that around where you have it? What are you thinking? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any sense of the imagination. I think Iowa State will come out strong. They'll play a very strong beginning. They'll be, you know, towards the end of the second quarter, just before the half, there'll probably be some kind of lull. Um, um, South Dakota State will get on the board, but but yeah, for the most part, I, th- I think it's I think it's right around a 14 point game throughout the whole the whole game. I don't see it getting. I don't see the um, you know 14 to 17 points. I think that I think that's be about right. Well, it's certainly exciting to get the season going again. We no more um, you know 
fabricated Kyle Kemp arguments between Randy and I here on Cyclone Insider. But uh, hey, maybe the maybe we'll have a quarterback controversy in a few weeks. You, you, you never know. But the way the schedule starts out, we yeah. very well could have. You're right. You, you never know. Um, he's Randy Peterson. I'm Chris Williams signing off. Remember Hawk Central with Mark Amert, Chad Lysico, and Ross Peterson will air tomorrow night, same time, right here on 1460.